Welcome to Streamable, the podcast about the best streaming content out there. We're going to be reviewing shows and movies from Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Disney+, Peacock, whatever other services they come up with. So sit back, listen to our review, and then you can tell us how wrong we are on Twitter. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Brett. And together we have over 57 years of movie watching experience. Wait, we were watching movies when we were born? Shh, shut up. Hey guys, uh, so we are recording this over Skype because of COVID and having to stay in place. So this episode has some technical issues. I guess this Skype recording must have kind of cut out at certain points. Uh, at, at some points you'll hear me just fill in Brett's sentence that he got cut off saying. And there are a few that I couldn't quite remember exactly what we were saying, so there might be a couple of pauses Sorry about that, um, but thanks for listening. Will Ferrell made a movie about elves, like like Lord of the Rings. I'm in. He 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 was in a movie called Elf. You remember that, Jimmy? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not that movie. We're talking about Eurovision Song Contest: The Story of Fire Saga, which yes has elves in it that you never see. Not Lord of the Rings elves. D- different kind of elves. Okay. Closer yeah, to I, Santa's I, elves. I didn't forget about elf. <laughs> you moron. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, Will Ferrell, Rachel McAdams star in a movie basically where Will Ferrell as Lars Erickson, uh, basically as a little kid, sees the Eurovision contest on TV and his friend, Secret also sees it as well, and they freak out and basically spend their whole lives trying to write music so they can get in. They are bad. <laughs> they have really weird songs. You didn't uh, love Volcano that's... Man? Oh, no, I loved all of their songs. <laughs> I mean, Yeah, Yeah, Ding Dong is by far the best. Uh, but and apparently it's a prerequisite of Eurovision to be weird. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that uh yeah they, they really suck and basically iceland apparently has to submit 12 artists for submission which seems weird i don't know how eurovision actually works but like iceland is a tiny country and having 12 artists from them seems unlikely like does know, everybody... iceland, uh, music is very popular in iceland like we get a lot of bands True. and stuff out of there so True. i think it's I don't think it's out there for them to get 12 contestants. But yeah, they have like a pre-qualifying uh, thing called, I don't even know what it's called. I'm not going to say it, like Z- Song Vapkenin or something like that, which I'm, I'm utterly murdering that word because I can't say it. But yeah, I, mean, I, it, I don't have it in front of me, so I don't know what it's supposed to be. But yeah, anyway, they got to have 12 people in it. And they get, you know, 11 good people. One is like a, a clear favorite. It's uh, just Icelandic Demi Lovato, I guess. I mean, it's literally Demi Lovato, but yeah. But she's from Iceland, so it's it's Icelandic Demi Lovato. <laughs> okay. uh, and they just literally picked the 12th one out of a box of submissions, and it's it's Fire Saga, which is the name of uh, Lars and Sigrid's band. So they freak out, and they're like, yeah, we get to go. And, and they're from this tiny town, so they're like the kind of local joke, I guess. 
and, and Lars goes and, and rings the town bell uh, to announce to everyone about that, and he gets arrested for it. Uh, but they let him go, and basically they end up going to Edinburgh, uh, which was cool. That's one of my favorite cities in the world, so I was happy to see that. Uh, and Iceland's all, you know, obviously really pretty too. They show some of it, but most of this is in Edinburgh. And yeah, they go. Oh, well, no. Before they go? Yeah, they, they, it, it's it's in Iceland first, the little concert thing to do the qualifier. Right. right. So they have a qualifier to send one uh, team, one, one band to Scotland. And they screw up. They have this weird thing where they're being lifted up on like angel wings off the stage and uh <laughs> lars's like clip breaks which i don't know why he got shit for it like that's not his fault yeah but i mean if the performance doesn't go according to plan you don't win right yeah yeah but i mean like people were like oh he's such an idiot kind of a thing like blaming him but that wasn't his fault anyway uh they, they did horrible and he was super upset and basically all of the artists went out on a boat to, you know, kind of celebrate, and they stayed behind because they were so upset. And the boat blew up, and Demi Lovato's arm almost hit. Uh, no, I like that. That uh, well, Rachel McAdams' character Secret is like really into these elves uh, as part of like the Icelandic like folklore, and she she gives them like uh, offerings and like in hopes of winning and stuff. So when the boat blows up, she's like, the elves went too far. Yeah, that was one of the best lines. Because she's basically asking, like, for them to do anything they can to get them into Eurovision. <laughs> yeah. The elves are murderers. So yeah, they, they win by default, basically. And Iceland is pissed. And uh, there's, like, this committee of people that chooses. And for some reason, there's a banker there who's like, uh, Iceland can't win because we'd have to host it next year and that would bankrupt our country which makes no sense because it would bring income to the country. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's, like, based on, like, how, like, the Olympics work, where the Olympics do, like, bankrupt your country if you host them and you're not, like, a big enough country. Like, that's what they blame um, the financial, like, ruin of, like, Greece on. They, they, they hosted the Olympics and then it just fucked them. I mean, I get that you have to, like, build... Yeah, you have to build a lot it, of stuff but... for the Olympics. I mean, it doesn't make as much sense for Eurovision because they just have like like one stage basically, so it's not like building a lot of stuff. Well, they said half a million people, so I guess presumably they wouldn't have the hotel capacity for. Ooh, it. that's true. That's true. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, it, it felt like a stretch to me, but yeah, this banker guy that for some reason was part of this Eurovision committee. I didn't understand if they were like supposed to be heads of government or what that was. But he's freaking out about it and is like, yeah, Iceland can't win. So they go to Edinburgh, uh, Secret and Lars, and they start to rehearse. And basically there's just kind of a, a series of things where Lars keeps changing things and trying to go kind of over the top with the costumes and the performance. And he remixes their main song and, and all this shit. And uh, Secret's really kind of pissed about it, but she doesn't say anything because she's just kind of along with his vision, I guess. And then they go to a party at this Russian guy's house. Basically, the, the Russian artist is like a heavily favored. And Alexander Lemtov. Played by Dan Stevens. He was in Legion. He was also the Beast in Beauty and the Beast, the live action remake. 
Yeah, I didn't realize. I, I thought he was supposed to be someone, but anyway, they just go to a party at the house, and it's kind of most of the scenes here felt very unnecessary for me. It became a huge sing along and basically just showcased a bunch of former Eurovision contestants. Well, yeah, I mean, like the movie supposed was supposed to have been released at the same time as Eurovision this year, but Eurovision got canceled because of COVID. So okay. I, I think but, it's. It's supposed to kind of celebrate the musiciness and be a little, little bit, a little bit of a sing-alongy musically movie, I guess. It just felt so out of place that this like one scene just kind of jumped out, and they had all these random people in it. And I feel like they do that in like any like singy musically movie. Like I'm pretty sure, literally, like, well, I, I thought it was gonna be like Pitch Perfecty. Like they had this like sing-off kind of contest thing. And I was like, oh, is that like a trope? Like anytime you have like singers hanging out you have like a sing-off that's more of what i expected but yeah it was weird and yeah as we mentioned apparently it's a prerequisite to be uh, a little different to be in eurovision <laughs> because all of them were very strange artists yeah the only one i recognized was the bearded guy that like On i think he works because yeah, he he won, and that's the only ever that's the only time I've ever seen anything about Eurovision. I kept seeing videos of this guy, and I was like, "What the hell is this thing?" And I was like, "Holy shit!" There's like a cross Europe concert thing, and then everything is weird. And that's my yeah, last. He's a he's a drag queen, so it's uh, <laughs> he's basically a bearded lady kind of. Um, he has like a glorious freaking beard, though. Like I wish I had that level of beard. Your, your beard is four times longer than his. What are you talking about? It is, about? but his just looks so clean. Okay. It it kind of, I mean, it kind of looks fake to me. Maybe yeah, it's, prob it's, it's probably dyed. Yeah, it kind of felt. You, you dye it to make it look darker, whatever. Anyway, so yeah, they go to the party and have a sing-along, and, and basically this uh, Russian guy is trying to seduce Secret and the the this woman, a uh, female artist from Greece, is attracted to and trying to seduce Lars for whatever reason. It's kind of just trying to pull apart the romance between Sigurd and Lars. Like, Lars is, you know, like, let's focus on the music, and he doesn't want to deal with any romance, and Sigurd is obviously kind of in love with him. Well, I also like that, uh, that everyone keeps asking if they're brother and sister. Cause... Well, apparently his dad, who's played by Pierce Brosnan, Eric Eriksson. By the way, his last name is Eric Song. Not son. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that bit. But like, her last name is Eric's, Eric's daughter. daughter. Yeah. yeah. So, so Pierce Brosnan basically fucks around the whole town, and, and yeah, they joke that like half the kids in the town were his. But yeah, Rachel McAdams' secret was was apparently not. But I don't, yeah, I don't know. Someone asks, "Are they brother and sister?" She's like, "No," and Will Ferrell's always like, "Probably not." <laughs> right. I don't think so. Probably not. Um, so anyway, yeah, they, whatever. They they both kind of separate, and Rachel McAdams' secret goes to a club with Alexander, and they dance and drink, and uh, she passes out. And Lars goes home. He's like, oh, I just want to work. But uh, Mita is the Greece, uh, Greek Greek um, artist, kind of shows up and wants to fuck him, and they seemingly do. And then yeah, see, she kind of forces, she, she basically says, I, I know you don't want it, but it's going to happen. <laughs> and then just grabs his balls. And Secret wakes up and is like, oh, whatever, you know, I don't want to sleep with you. Alexander kind of offers her a life. 
uh, touring the world singing together because she's uh, kind of the more talented singer. Uh, by the way, Will Ferrell seemingly does sing. I mean, it's it's obviously dubbed, but I, I don't think that was Rachel McAdams' voice. It's I don't not. Know. I looked it up. I, I didn't, uh, okay, is there a credit for someone? I don't know. I just found a random just article, a, but it says that it's a singer. Swedish uh, singer. Her name is like Marianne or something. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I wondered if they go with uh, kind of that Scandinavian. I, uh, side note, I, I've not seen a lot of Icelandic people or, or movies or things. They felt so like Scandinavian to me. Like I thought they would be different, but I don't know. I guess not. Uh, well, I mean, they're supposed to be from a super small town and weird on purpose. But yeah. I mean, it's obviously <laughs> Will Ferrell being... It, it is a little weird watching 52-year-old Will Ferrell, like, doing the set pieces for the songs where he's like a hamster wheel and shit. Because it just it feels weird now because he's so old. That old? How old is Rachel McAdams? She's 40-something. Okay. Anyway, um, so they, uh, yeah, they kind of split up a bit. Secret goes back to the hotel and sees Nita there with him and kind of freaks out. And she... I think they show up for a rehearsal and she kind of freaks out on him and whatever. Yeah. Uh, I forget what happens. I guess, did they actually reconcile before the, um, oh, so yeah, she goes back to the hotel and is kind of upset and she's working on her own song and it's kind of a romantic song and Lars kind of comes back to the hotel and overhears it and thinks it's about Alexander. So he gets more pissed off. They go into the semifinals and do their for, uh, first performance, which was a little confusing to me that it started with the semifinals, but I guess they already got through with the qualifying round in Iceland. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. It, it looked like, because it seemed like, um, I don't even know if it's a semifinal, because there were so many more people in the last like final thing. They said a thing where they like split up all the teams, uh, I guess all the countries, and then I guess each night you did a certain set of countries, and whoever won or like got the top couple of spots in each one, ended up in the final round. Yeah, I didn't understand that because there was Russia voting wasn't for... singing. Right, there was night, voting yeah. for four countries and Russia wasn't in it, but Russia was already in it. Yeah, so. I think there's multiple nights and then they create like a... It must be like a four-night thing and then they all become like one thing. Makes sense. Like I that. also don't understand because it's Eurovision, but Israel's in it? Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, I, I guess continentally it's what... beyond Europe. Yeah, I mean, well, like, by continent, where is Israel? Asia. Interesting. Turkey's the divider, so, yeah. I wonder if there's any other Asian country that's represented there, then. I don't know, maybe. I guess, I mean, Israel's the most European-ish country down there, so. I mean, since uh, since uh, England is Brexiting, are they not going to be a part of Eurovision anymore, either? Probably not. I mean, once you leave, you, you can't be part of anything. I don't know. They, they they made a joke about no one liking the UK anyway. Like I don't know if that's how Europeans feel. And there was plenty of American jokes. We'll get into those. But uh, I mean, I guess that is part of it. Like when he's upset, or is it after the? I think it's after the qualifying round. So or the the semifinal. Well, I think before they do that thing, the doesn't the Greek lady come back and kind of explain to her that nothing might have happened between her and. Will Ferrell? I don't because remember I if they, that happened I think, before I think, or after. They, I think they make up before they do the, the singing thing. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. But then 
again, weird wardrobe choice and weird stage choices. Secret has a very, very long scarf, and midway through the song, Lars jumps on a hamster wheel. <laughs> yeah. And the scarf gets caught in the hamster wheel, and it, yeah, he basically drags Secret off her feet, and then the hamster wheel rolls off the whatever thing it's on, and into the stands and they make a huge mess of it. But right up until that, their song was like really good and people were really excited about it. And then Lars is like devastated. And uh, well, the one kind of big thing is like they did finish literally like the last couple words of their song after this chaos and they're being thrown off the stage literally. And yeah, uh, that becomes significant. But Lars gets really upset and basically just leaves. He goes back to Iceland while the voting is happening. And for whatever reason, I guess all of the countries in Eurovision vote, uh, but they can't vote for themselves. So they vote for the kind of the top three, I think, and points are awarded based on that. Uh, for whatever reason, at the Eastern Bloc, they said, uh, oh, Graham Norton is the host, by the way. Yeah, which is awesome. <laughs> I, I love Graham why Norton. Not. For whatever reason, the Eastern Bloc all like votes second or third is Iceland. And I didn't know if there was like, I thought it was going to develop more that there was going to be some conspiracy that the Eastern Bloc didn't want, like, Russia to win or, like, what was going on there. I, yeah, I basically expected it to be, like, the Halloween episode of The Office where everyone votes for Oscar because they don't want anyone else to win. Right, yeah, yeah, I kind of thought there would be some explanation, but there's not. It's just, like, I guess, I don't know, people felt sorry for them or liked it until it got screwed up. I don't know. Mm. Anyway. Fire Saga makes it into the finals. Surprise, surprise. They're the fourth seat. And everyone back home is watching Eric. Eric's song, Pierce Brosnan, Lars's dad, it, it was watching and got you know really disappointed. He's basically the father that's constantly you know disappointed in his son. And he left. Uh, and obviously, Lars left. He's literally on a plane or walking through the airport when this is going on. And he just goes back to Iceland and goes fishing his dad's a fisherman they just go out on the fishing boat and then i guess some guy happens to tell them when they're out in the middle of at sea that like you guys know iceland won right and they're like what the fuck why didn't you tell us he's like oh i just thought you didn't care you forgot the best line where he tells the kid remember to give up on your dreams before you get too old that was awesome yeah yeah, yeah they had when they were back home they had a little like i don't know 14 year old kid that was their drummer and they're like yeah you can't come to eurovision with us but you know good luck and everything but then yeah he he lost all his dreams so he's telling the kid to give up uh but then they tell him that and he literally just swims to shore but i don't think you can do an iceland I, I think it would be a bit cold i think you would die they're used to it they got that scandinavian blood but i have that blood and i would die no yours is uh yours isn't pure anymore yeah yeah you've lost the resistances okay so he swims to shore and then he gets picked up by the the banker guy i don't even remember what his character name was doesn't matter the guy that was basically like ah iceland can't win and he takes lars and lars is like hey uh can you take me to the airport actually let's make uh one stop and they stop off at the home of the elves and you know lars hasn't believed in him but he he makes the offering because you know that's what secret did and the banker guy tries to kill him because he's like, you know, we can't, we can't win. I, I blew up the boat and that they were supposed to be on it. So Iceland wouldn't have any contestants, I guess. 
And then the banker guy gets stabbed in the back, and Will Ferrell looks, and, and the elf's door closes. So, yeah, the elves are little murderers. <laughs> they didn't blow yeah. up the boat, but they, they murdered that guy. I mean, that just means they would have blown up the boat. The other guy just got there first. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> so, Lars. Oh, we also uh, forgot about Demi Lovato's ghost. <laughs> well, that, that comes movie. in. It's in the movie, and, and yeah, he ignores her, but the more significant part is, is later on. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, he heads back to Edinburgh, and I guess Sigurd is planning to just go on without him. And when Lars gets to Edinburgh, there's a group of Americans that he made fun of earlier. I find it very funny that they're from Arizona State, because the only person I've ever met from Arizona State was in Edinburgh, Scotland. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. No offense to Arizona State, it's notoriously a party school, so they're basically trying to encapsulate the worst of Americans traveling abroad. <laughs> and uh, Will Ferrell basically like jumps in their car and says, hey, uh, drive me to Eurovision Stadium. There's no cabs around or anything because everyone's watching it. And uh, he says, there's no speed limits in Europe, so you can drive as fast as you want, which is funny because I think some Americans would believe that. It should have been a joke about the autumn on there. They, they missed out. Whatever. And, that scene was funny. Yeah, whatever. Driving through the streets and going crazy. And yeah, he ends up at the theater. Something whatever. Stage. Sure. He runs into Demi Lovato's ghost. And she says... The, the banker guy is trying to kill you. And he's like, I, I know. He's already dead. She's like, oh, okay. He's like, wow, you're the worst ghost ever. Yeah, you've been using your ghost powers to watch what's been happening? Yeah. That was funny. It was random. I guess, whatever. They wanted an excuse to have more Demi Lovato. I don't know. Yeah, otherwise, why would you even have her in the movie? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe have her sing more. Not die right away. Anyway. So, yeah, he runs on stage just as Sigrid is performing. And basically stops her from singing their song, which is Double Trouble and kind of a duet. And just starts playing her song, which apparently disqualifies them. But, you know, everyone loves it. It's, you know, her song. She hits this uh, magic note. I forget what they called it. The, the Spjork Spur, note. The Spjork note. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. I don't know. Some more. I don't know if that's a real thing, but some Icelandic thing. Is that like the brown note? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. But that's the goal. You want to sing so well, everyone shits themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they kind of just head home heroes, and you know, his his dad did say before he jumped off the boat that he was proud of him for basically sticking with it. And yeah, they they lost. That's it. Like you kind of expected them to win, but they were disqualified. But they were kind of local heroes at least. Oh, they did finally kiss on stage too. That was like their first kiss. They finally, you know, gave into romance, I guess. And then it kind of cuts to some time later. They're at their parents' wedding. So this is very weird because they also have clearly been married or together and have a kid and sing the favorite Yaya Ding Dong. <laughs> I don't know, man. I wanted more Volcano Man. <laughs> that, that was, was a very... I, I wasn't prepared for that. That was how the movie opened. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, they sang Yaya Ding Dong twice, so we got plenty of uh, My Love for You is Growing Wide and Long. Yeah, I mean, we we got enough of Double Trouble too. We only got a little bit of Volcano Man. I think that one would have been. I kind better. of wish they had had different songs because it was really good. Like I, 
you know, appreciate it's difficult to write that. But Will Ferrell did write this, co-write this. I didn't see how the credits were divided, but him and Andrew Steele, who I'm not familiar with, wrote it. Yeah, I would assume co-wrote. Yeah. Anyway, that I think it's pretty funny. There's a lot of good jokes. We were trying to think of the last good Will Ferrell movie we've seen, and it's been a while. Yeah. The last one was Holmes and Watson, which was absolute garbage. Yeah, Uh, Casino Night, Game Night. I I don't even remember what that movie was called. Uh, He, Amy Poehler, and Jason Yeah, We we saw like a pre-release copy of that one, though. So I don't even know if the one that came out. You saw the the actual one? Yeah, it was slightly better, but it it wasn't good. I mean, there was good jokes, but I mean, this, I, I don't know. This movie was more emotionally impactful than any will ferrell movie maybe like it actually had a kind of a heart to it oh sure sure it was funny there was funny moments there was a lot of stupid most thing i mean it was kind of funny um the whole the russian guy character was just there to help secret realize that she could like you know follow her own dream kind of and and perform herself but he was like gay and uh, I don't know that felt so random. Well, I mean, it was just to kind of point out that there's gay people in Russia. Russia just claims no, no. there's no there's gay no, people. No, no gay people. <laughs> yeah. Statistically, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> I was trying to figure out the name of that. Oh, it was called The House. The House. Oh, because, cause, yeah, okay. Got yeah. It. Anyway. Yeah, it's been a while since uh, there's been a pretty good will ferrell one but i i like this one netflix doesn't do a lot of comedies i mean we've reviewed a lot of really shitty action movies i can't think of a comedy we've watched on netflix and it's kind of surprising to me well, that the last one we watched was an action comedy which the action part brought it way down because it was that a uh, coffee and cream movie oh yeah that wasn't good so this is the first good netflix movie we've had in a while but I don't know, it's pretty good. And I like Rachel McAdams. You know, she's good in this. Yeah. No, I liked it a lot. Uh, it was enjoyable. I actually like the music, too, even though some of the songs oh, the are stupid. But, yeah, but the music's great. The yeah, music's yeah, good. Volcano Man. Double Trouble wasn't... Yeah, I, I wish they'd made it funnier or used a different song. They sang that, like, three times. Yeah, I was hoping we'd get different songs for different legs of the competition. But... And, and her song was, you know, good. It was a more romantic... A dramatic song but that oh, was yeah her fine. song was more like an actual song and not like yeah, a, yeah, it wasn't a jokey song joke. yeah 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 but i, I want to know if there's a full version of volcano man because <laughs> i want to hear that song gotta, gotta talk to will ferrell <laughs> i don't think uh maybe it's, maybe in the in the bloopers or something or then the, the extended release it starts off like like a song you'd expect from like an abba-esque group and then all out of nowhere volcano man yeah <laughs> I just started laughing That's i just like i mean it, right away it was funny because he was just going like oh <laughs> or whatever he was doing i don't remember yeah I, I do appreciate that they just had him sing instead of actually having a, a, a singer sing his lines yeah i mean i guess they wanted rachel to sound good so they used a real singer i don't know yeah i mean I don't think that's, that last song would have hit as well if it wasn't done by, you know, a true actual singer. Yeah, and, uh, you know, yeah, makes sense. But anyway, it's mostly good. There's a lot of weird parts. 
but definitely one of the better Netflix movies we've seen in a long time. One of the better Will Ferrell movies we've seen in a long time. Yeah, I'd give it like what, like a eight, maybe seven. But yeah, it's good. It's always hard to rank these because we keep watching horrible movies. So anytime anything is anywhere near good, I just want to rank it hey, higher. Hey, I told you that one movie was a negative seven, so we we adjusted the scale. <laughs> sure. Yeah, never never watch that movie. Last watch... Days of American Crime. Go go listen to our podcast. Don't watch the movie. That one. Yeah. We spoil the movies for you. You don't have to watch that one. It's two and a half hours of shit. I mean, we this can't movie even was... we can't even spoil that movie for you. We can only make it better. <laughs> True. True. So yeah, bad. It's not really is really spoiled if you don't give a shit about the movie. Because you shouldn't. This movie was two a little over two hours, which it did feel a little long. The middle dragged. It did, it did. I was expecting a ninety minute like comedy and it, it was two it hours. It should have been. Yeah, it should have been. I wonder what bits you can cut out to I, I I assume you can get it to like a ninety minute cut and still have it be good. Probably. So I mean, I'm curious to know, was this always meant to be a Netflix movie, even though they were supposed to release it during Eurovision, which apparently it was supposed to release like over a month ago. That's when Eurovision is. Yeah, it was supposed to release in May and then Eurovision got canceled. So they just waited and then released it now for some reason or I guess in June. But yeah, I don't know. I I think it's supposed to be a Netflix movie. I I didn't hear anything about it being like a production movie. Like yeah, it just felt. I mean, the the quality was was good. It felt like a a theatrical movie. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, Netflix has the money to throw around to make a good movie. The problem is they keep giving it to people who make they shitty don't. movies. <laughs> the problem is they don't make good movies. They but, I mean, can. Some, some of the movies we've seen have clearly not had a budget anywhere close to this. Yeah, but then I mean, I guess that's not a movie like by Will Ferrell. Like, I mean, it might be a yeah, little I less mean, he, he well-known did, person to get less budget. Yeah. His company did produce this, so okay, that makes more sense. Uh, yeah, I guess potentially they they produced it and and shopped it around, maybe. Or, well, that is a good question. Like, does Netflix produce any of the movies they make, or do they just agree to publish it and then everybody has to get financing elsewhere? Yeah, I don't know, because Amazon does have a production company. I don't know that Netflix does. Okay, that might make more sense. Why it's just a bunch of crap because they just they 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 get because like they I, have lo- no I love Netflix, but it most of it's crap. <laughs> most of the originals are crap. But yeah, they just agree to publish whatever. If you can make the movie, we'll publish it. Is basically their deal, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They have to kick in the budget somehow for production. I would think, unless I don't know. Will Ferrell produced, you know, the, the company produced this. I don't know. Maybe they. I, I just don't understand how the monetary bit of it works. Does Netflix just pay out like a specific licensing fee to the movie itself, uh, or do they just buy the movie for a set amount? No it's idea. Confusing. I'm I'm just reading a little bit on it. It doesn't say, but there was a. They did some of this in Iceland. Production costs were 3.6 million, mm. uh, and apparently the Icelandic government paid a million dollars uh, as a incentive. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, not a lot of movies that have Iceland as like a base location that I can well, think of. Well, I, I mean, they joked about it, and you know, it's Will Ferrell, an American, yelling at a bunch of Americans about how we hate you and we don't want you here. But like, I've read that they don't want Americans there. Like, uh, I, I, they're overwhelmed with tourists, and I think they especially are like, because that's like, I don't know, a very American thing to try to go to Iceland, that they mm-hmm. legitimately don't want us there. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I, I hear that about Europe in general. They don't seem to ever like American tourists. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that's eased up a bit. That's been a, a thing that's been going around for a very, very long time. I, I remember asking people about that, I don't know, 12, 8, whenever I was there, uh, roughly 10 years ago. And most of them were like, yeah, we don't. We don't really think that. I don't know. Maybe they were just being nice. Half of them thought I was German, though. So, yeah, that. I don't think they'd tell you straight up, like, get the hell out of here, American. But I don't know. No, no, I mean, like, I ask people, like, we always joke that you guys hate us. And they're like, no, we don't hate you. It's like, all right, thanks, I guess. Maybe they just hate a specific type of American tourist. True, I'm not that. Yeah. So, very possible. You're not the ASU frat boy. All right. Anything else on this? No, this was actually a good Netflix movie. Surprisingly, uh, go watch it. Yep, and we will have Hannah season two next week. It just came out as of this recording only like four days ago, so we haven't had time to watch all of it. But go listen to our season one review as a recap and watch that, and that will be out next week. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can find us on all the popular social media sites at StreamablePod and listen to the podcast on your favorite platforms. Please be sure to subscribe and leave us a review.